This is 89.1 WEMU. I'm David Fair, and on this Thursday, as we do each week, we invite in the president and CEO of the Michigan Theater Foundation, and that, of course, is Russ Collins. He joins us for Cinema Chat each week, and sad to say that for at least a little while, Russ Collins, this is going to be our last time together. That's right. I'm feeling a little wistful. Um, uh, David is uh, taking the uh, next few weeks, uh, going on a brief leave to take a much-deserved break. And uh, hey, I wish you the wish you the very best. Hey, it's 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 no problem. Do you remember? Uh, people of a certain age might remember a television show called The Six Million Dollar Man. Right, right. Well, essentially, uh, they had to build him back better than before, and that's what's going to happen. They're going to throw a whole bunch of titanium into my spine, and the surgery is routine. There's no cause for concern whatsoever. However, the recovery takes a little while, so it's going to knock me out, and I'm glad to say that Michael Jewett is going to step up, and while I'm away until uh, a little after Thanksgiving or so, then Michael Jewett and Russ Collins are going to bring you Cinema Chat every week. No need to miss it ever. Well, we're, uh, yeah, I, I love doing Cinema Chat with Michael. He's uh, not only a music maven, uh, but a movie maven as well. Uh, so we always have a good time. But, you know, we've been doing this now for uh, decades, and uh, it's going to, again, I'm feeling a little wistful here. But uh, best wishes to you, and we'll miss you while you're gone, but look forward to having you back. I will your, come uh, back, and I will be stronger. I will no longer uh, be in fear of collapsing into a primordial invertebrate. <laughs> yes, yes, you're, you're going to be able to, you know, lift uh, tall buildings with a single oomph. And so, I'm looking uh, forward that, to it. Good. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. But um, I will miss everybody while I'm gone, but I will look forward to getting back and talking to you in the very near future as quickly as possible. And having said that, let's talk some uh, movies and special opportunities. Well, yes. Uh, so last week, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, as well as the many states of New York, uh, opened up, and the Adams Family had opened the week before that. Um, and uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which was not a critic's favorite, but it certainly was a fan favorite, uh, brought film grosses for that particular film and that particular franchise to kind of a pre-COVID level. So uh, there are certain folks in the industry that were uh, very excited about that. Yeah. Now, the, the bad news is is that The Many Saints of Newark, which was this uh, prequel uh, to The Sopranos... And it got a lot um, of hype not, leading up to its opening. And it did not do well at the box office. And it was also streamed simultaneously at HBO Max. And uh. I think as Disney discovered, um, you know, when you're streaming stuff uh, before it's released into the theaters... You probably are just missing a, a revenue stream right. because uh, you know the theaters uh, tend to. Uh, it's it's a better quality experience, but really it provides uh, fans uh, and and passionate moviegoers the opportunity to see it in the big screen format the way that the director intended, and and then uh, a reputation is built and it's subsequently viewed online multiple times by folks that don't have a chance or don't want to go to the theater or fans who want to see it again. So uh, we'll, we'll see how things go. Uh, certainly life has changed as a result of COVID-19 in so, so many ways. Uh, and certainly the movie and entertainment industry is adapting to it. But, yeah, uh, adapt and pivot, that is the words, right? Adapt and pivot is the general uh, <laughs> dynamic of society right now. So we'll... Uh, We'll see how things move forward, but uh, it is a pretty good sign that you know younger folks and uh, and and comic book film fans are 
turning out uh, in numbers very similar to what they did before. In fact, Venom, uh, this Venom, which is the second Venom film, did better than the first film, which was released a, a couple years ago. And, uh, and that's pretty typical for a, a, a comic book uh, sequel movie. So uh, anyway, that, that's a bit of good news in, in a sea of bad news in the well, uh, film exhibition. How do you think No Time to Die, the new Bond film, is going to do? Well, um, I think it'll do okay. Now, it doesn't skew uh, towards a younger audience like Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, this film has been long anticipated, long delayed. It was supposed to be, uh, uh, it was supposed to open uh, about a year ago. Uh, and, uh, and, and before that, I think uh, six months before uh, the, the planned release in November last year, it, uh, it, got, uh, it was postponed from the spring of uh, of 2020. So we'll uh, um, look forward to it. It's gotten great reviews. Uh, Time Magazine, Stephanie Zakarik said uh, with his fifth movie, Double o- as 007, Craig is so extraordinary, he leaves only scorched earth behind. <laughs> there will be other bonds for those who want them. For everyone else, there's Craig. Uh, Owen Gleiberman, who grew up in Ann Arbor and is the chief critic for Variety Magazine, said, No Time to Die is a terrific movie, up to the minute, down to the wire, James Bond thriller with a satisfying neoclassic edge. And the general critic consensus, uh, consensus is No Time to Die concludes uh, Daniel Craig's franchise tenure in a satisfying style. So uh, uh, the, the film's got a, a, a great cast, uh, uh, and it's directed um, by uh, Kerry Fukunaga, and uh, he, he's done a terrific job. He's really, uh, he's, he's, he's really hit a home run with it. Um, and uh, uh, Ben Whitshaw's in it, Leah Sado uh, is in it, uh, Christopher Waltz, Jeffrey Wright, um, and uh, it's got a classic Bond uh, villain played by Rami Malek, um, and, uh, Who did Freddie Mercury uh, and, in the Queen movie? Yeah, he did Freddie Mercury. He's a, he's a very, very good actor. Got a great job with this, and he's gotten good reviews. Uh, Whether that he's a classic. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it, and I'm not a huge Bond guy. I think the last one I saw was Live and Let Die in '73. But I yeah, think that I'm, was a while ago. I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm going to see this one for sure. This is Cinema Chat on 89.1 WEMU. David Fair with Russ Collins. Yes, and, and uh, I'm extremely excited. So not only do we have No Time to Die opening uh, tonight with an advanced screening, several advanced screenings actually this afternoon and this evening, uh, but we have a very special, very, very special free screening tonight at 7 o'clock. So the writer and co-director of Soul is going to be at the Michigan Theater to see on the big screen for the first time the film that he wrote and co-directed. Fun uh, stuff. Uh, and yeah, so it's very great. So he's going to be uh, here to introduce the film. Um, and then he and Jim Bernstein, who's, uh, who arranged this, actually, uh, because he taught a film screenwriting class that, while Kemp Powers was here on a Knight Wallace Fellowship a few years ago, uh, he took Jim Bernstein's screenwriting class. And Jim Bernstein and Kemp Powers, after the movie, are going to do a, uh, a question-and-answer session. So... We're very, very excited yeah, about that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And Pixar Soul got great reviews when it was released online in the middle of the, uh, uh, of the pandemic. And the, the film was co-directed by Kent Powers, but the other director was Peter Docter, um, who did Inside Out and Up and uh, is a real um, 
uh, well, those were goodies. Our mainstay, absolutely. So this is a great film in a unique setting and a big uh, theater, and uh, we're very excited to have Kemp Powers in town. Now he's also going to be in town on Friday uh, to uh, be at the screening of One Night in Miami, um, and uh, One Night in Miami is uh, is a film that he wrote as a play, and then. He uh, translated it into the screenplay that became the film, again, very well-reviewed. And it's about when uh, uh, Muhammad Ali and Sam Cooke um, and the, uh, the the football player um, Jim Brown, James, well, yeah, um, Jim Brown, and and uh, and, and uh, uh, Malcolm X um, all spent a, a few days together just before Muhammad Ali, and he was known as Cassius Clay back then, and. Part of the movie is this transition from uh, Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali and 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 the, the the Black Power kind of recognition that was going on during that time in nineteen. It was momentous in that day. It was momentous on so many levels, and and this 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 meeting of the four of them actually happened. Although there was you know there weren't notes taken, so this is uh, an imagining of what it might have been like with these four characters. Very compelling film directed by Regina King. We're also doing a Regina King retrospective of her uh, acting performances. Good, because she's under, under-respected. She is, and she's very, she's amazing. <laughs> she's an amazing actress, and she did an amazing job with directing this. So, again, Kemp Powers is going to be there tomorrow to introduce the film, and then he's going to do a Q&A uh, after that film, One Night in Miami, with Lynette Clementson, um, who is the uh, Charles R. Eisendraft uh, director of the Wallace House at the Knight Wallace Fellows for hmm. journalism. Great. and. uh uh, so anyway, we got two very, very, very special nights here at the Michigan Theater on the big screen in the big house. So go check it out. Uh, we're also opening a film called Lamb, which is an Icelandic film that's gotten great reviews, almost 100% positive. And it's kind reviews. of in the mystery thriller genre, right? It's a it's a total yeah odd wonderful film. It stars Numi Raplas, who was the girl with the dragon tattoo, oh, yeah. and it's about this Icelandic couple um, who are live on a farm, and uh, there's a very strange occurrence that happens with one of their their lambs, one of their sheep, and uh, uh, it's again this kind of uh, odd mystery thriller kind of movie. Very curious choice in choosing a lamb to go horror. Yeah, it's true, but uh, but it is it is cool and creepy and uh, a great movie to go check out. Our Alfred Hitchcock series continues with The Birds, and next week we're doing Psycho. Donnie Darko is the late movie, and if you haven't seen Titan or The Hidden Life of the Trees, I'm Your Man, Dear Evan Hansen, or Shang-Chi. We've got those uh, playing right now. Coming on October 22nd is Dune, and Wes Anderson's new film, uh, The French Dispatch, is coming up on November 5th. You've been listening to Cinema Chat on your community NPR station, 89.1 WEMU-FM and HD1 Ypsilanti. See you at Seoul.